Have you ever stopped to think about how different people handle social media? How you and your friends use it may be similar, but how about you and your older relatives? Or your students? That little cousin from a different state? Different walks of life may have different takes on what's cool when it comes to being active on social media, and the older we get, the lamer we seem to become. I am Camila Feitosa, an English teacher at Cultura Inglesa Santos, and I know I'm not up to date with the latest trends on social media, but I also know I'm okay with it. Hello, I'm Steven Sorensen, an English teacher at Cultura Inglesa Remote Advanced Branch, and I think social media is practically unav unavoidable nowadays. However, I am trying to limit my social media consumption. Hello, I'm Vitória, and I'm also an English teacher at Cultura Inglesa Santos, and I'm still trying to figure out TikTok and how it works. And this is Cultura Inglesa Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Cultura Inglesa Podcast. Welcome back, dear listeners. We have some exciting news for you today. Get ready for a weekend full of amazing events at the Cultura Inglesa Festival. Whether you're a music enthusiast or a fan of slam poetry, we've got something special for you. First up, mark your calendars for Friday, May the 2nd at 9 p.m. We have a sensational performance lined up at Centro Cultural São Paulo. Paula Lima a former student at Cultura Inglesa who has reason to become one of the brightest stars of Brazilian music, will take the stage alongside the incredible singer and composer Lineker. This is a musical experience you won't want to miss. But wait, here's the best part. Tickets are absolutely free. All you need to do is visit our website, reserve your spot, and then pick up your ticket at the box office one hour before the event starts. It's that easy. So get all your friends and immerse yourself in an unforgettable night of soulful melodies. And that's not all. On Saturday, May 3rd and Sunday, May 4th, get ready for the much-anticipated third edition of the Cultura Inglesa Festival Slam. If you're a fan of slam poetry, this is the event for you. Join us on our online platform for live performances starting at 2 p.m. in Portuguese and 4 p.m. in English. Get ready to be inspired, moved and captivated by the power of words. To stay updated with all the details and the complete schedule of events, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Just reach for at Cultura Inglesa Festival and you will find everything you need to know. Alternatively, you can visit our website, culturaingleza.com.br, for more information and to reserve your tickets. So mark your calendars, get your friends together, and let's make this week an unforgettable one at the Cultura Inglesa Festival. We can't wait to see you there! Hi Camila, thank you for inviting me. Hi Camila. Guys, how do you feel about today's topic? Do you see any difference in how different generations use social media? 
Yeah, I absolutely agree with this. And when I was thinking about the topic, I also thought that I've had a personal evolution with my social media use from when I first started using it about 10, 12 years ago to today's social media. So I think not only within generations, people use it differently, but I think people also evolve while using social media. What do you think? I agree. I agree. Um, I think everybody has a different uh, maybe motivation on how to uh, enter or uh, join a different social medium. I, I remember I was thinking about it before we started recording. I remember when I first joined Facebook because uh, I never felt interested in being part of a social media. And I remember I joined it because I had a friend living in a different country and I thought it would be an interesting way for me to keep in touch with her. But I was never into it very much. And then when uh, Instagram came, I remember I joined Instagram because I was traveling abroad for the first time. I mean, for a long time. And I thought it would be an interesting way for me to share information. But it was not something uh, at first that I would be into it, even though people from my generation would was always very uh, eager to be involved in social media. So. Even though uh, I'm part of a generation that uh, uses social media in a, in a certain way, I was not always caught up with them. Uh, how do you feel, V? I feel the same. I feel that uh, I'm, I mean, I, I mean, so I'm in Facebook, I have Instagram, I'm trying to understand TikTok, but I feel like I don't use all the features they have to, they provide us, you know? Uh, I feel like I use Facebook only to communicate with people I don't uh, see very often. Uh, and then I use Instagram to check my uh, what's happening to the celebrities I follow um, and TikTok to learn something new. So, uh, you know, I don't I don't feel like I enjoy everything that those uh, medias have to, you know, give me. I don't know. What do you think? I agree. I agree. One thing that I noticed, Camila and Vitor, is that I feel like younger generations perhaps use social media more visually and also to make friends, whereas older generations perhaps use it to reconnect with old friends and yeah. perhaps to read uh, text instead of such visual stimulation. Do you agree with that perspective? I yes. do. I do. I totally do. And, and even though our listeners don't don't really know that, especially the people who don't know us, we, we tried to create a team that would, in theory, represent different generations. But actually, I think we failed at it miserably because even though we have different ages, people who are listening to us, uh, I'm in my 40s. Uh, what about you guys? Tell us. I'm in, in my, my 20s. 20s. <laughs> We don't really behave accordingly, right? Yes, I, we don't. I, I feel I have an old social media soul, but I can say that uh, I, I use Instagram more often, but I'm not using it. I don't post very often. I use it just to, to keep informed, let's say, just like we thought I mentioned. But I do use Facebook nowadays just to read. My main usage of Facebook nowadays is to see what's on, on BBC or CNN. <laughs> I have no okay. idea what's going on with the people I follow there. And if somebody sends me a message on Facebook, I feel like, why? I don't want to answer. 
I don't want to read that. So can you please stop doing this to me? Yeah, I agree with you, Camila. I、Something、have a lot of、uh, belated birthday messages that I have to reply to. <laughs> yes. Have any of you ever、uh, started curating your Facebook or Instagram? By that I mean unfollowing people and、yes. um, unfriending people that you don't necessarily want to see in your feed. Yes. Because I, I went through this experience and I thought, why am I seeing someone who I met at a party 15 years ago and never spoke to again? Right? <laughs> why am I seeing their kids pop up on my feed? This person that lives in a different country who I never speak to. <laughs> so I, I think that there's some validity in doing that and following people that are generally closer to you or who you interact with on a more regular basis. Camila, I'm with you. I also get my news. From social media, so most of what I follow on Instagram is BBC, Reuters, Associated Press, things like this to stay informed. What about you, Vitaly? Yeah. yeah, I don't enter Facebook very often, like never, not very often, like hardly ever.、Uh, I, I still have my account, but I just don't. I forget it exists actually.、Um, but I feel like. I don't know because we saw those uh, social media's、um, became famous. You know, we we were there. We saw it happening, but I, I'm still not 100% confident using it. And then I see my students, my younger students. They know everything about all of them. They know how it works, and I'm like, where was I? Because you know, I was here. I saw it. You know,、um, I saw their beginning. But I'm still not into everything that's happening there, and then I, I don't know why I feel that way. I don't know if you feel the same. Do you feel frustrated、um, that you you're not keeping up with the progress? I do, I don't feel frustrated, Ka. I'm not sad about it. I'm just confused <laughs> because they they are much younger, and it's it's really interesting because they started you know using those social medias like three years ago, maybe two years ago. And they know much more than us, you know, about it. And I don't know if they spend more time on their cell phones. Maybe that they they still don't work. They still don't have a family or a house to take care of.、Mm-hmm. So maybe that's it. But I feel that's very very interesting. I think that's one of the reasons why we use social media for one purpose and they use for others. You know. That, that Do you think、important. there's any advantage to having grown up without social media? I think so. First of all, all the screw up things we did are not recorded forever, <laughs> right?、Yes. So there's a lot of embarrassment that we can keep away from, you know, posterity. Yeah.、Uh, and but we, I think we could experience life in a different way. I, I'm not、uh, going to to say there is no、um, that there aren't advantages of growing up on a digital age because I think they have a lot of advantages that we will never have. And we can see that when we look、uh, to how our parents relate to technology in general, but especially to social media. My mom is terrified of social media, and and she's involved with a lot of volunteering projects which have social media, and she's always in panic when I tell her that. Look, mom,、uh, one of the projects you help has posted some photos of the latest event, and she's like, "Oh my God, are there pictures of me?" What's going on? Because she she hates the idea of being exposed online. So she she's she's come to terms with it eventually, but she doesn't really like the idea of 
knowing that she could have an account on a social media website. Oh, okay. I think that your mom is very smart in that sense, Camila, because it's a real threat, you know, the lack of worry about security yes. and what you're posting online. And I feel like maybe a younger generation doesn't really encounter those threats with validity or perceive them as bad threats. And this week I came across something that was really shocking because I was I was discussing something uh, connected to uh, online security in class. And in one of the activities, a, a student of mine, a teenage student was talking about how uh, some teenagers share their Instagram accounts on each other's cell phones. Like they have their uh, Instagram accounts installed, we can say, like uh, in each other's telephones. And I was like, why? <laughs> oh, sometimes my, my cell phone is without a battery, so so I, I don't have uh, access to my account. So I log in on my friend's accounts, uh, on my, uh, my, my friend's um, telephones, and I just leave it there. So, why? Because this could be, you know, a, a privacy issue and things like, oh, I don't care, so, but you should. So we do have concerns that sometimes their generations don't have. And maybe that's one of the differences, Kat, because they have the need to be on social media every day, every minute, every second of their lives, and we don't, because sometimes we 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 have so much, so many things to do that we don't even have time to to get to our cell phones, you know. So they have the need to be there online, posting everything they do, um, one hundred percent of their time, and I think that's one of the the biggest differences as I see um, between us and the younger generations, you know. And do you think different generations have different preferences when it comes to social media? Because you mentioned TikTok, right? Yes. And TikTok is not a, a, a medium that has called my attention. I don't have a, 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 an account. I'm not subscribed. I'm not enrolled. I'm not there. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm fine with it. And I also don't have a Twitter account. I gave it a go some years ago. Uh, I, I couldn't understand how it worked. And when I mm -hmm. kind of figured it out, it was too fast for me. It was, uh, the format didn't really please me. So I just deleted my account and I'm okay with not being on Twitter. So I can handle being away from certain trends. I'm fine away from TikTok and I'm fine away from Twitter. Do you feel the same way? Or Absolutely. do you feel there's yeah. something missing? Yeah, no, 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 not at all. I feel like no. Twitter for me is a bit too negative. I think that there's a lot of hate speech and negativity on there, and I don't really want that in my life. I, I don't know if this is generational or not, but I do probably use Reddit the most often. Um, I don't know if either of you are on Reddit, but I no. I, I like enjoy reading the comments. The idea of Reddit, but I'm not uh, uh, there. I, I sometimes Google something and <laughs> I, I come across some posts, but I'm not an avid participant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I don't I, have TikTok either, guys. TikTok, Snapchat, um, no. I, I forget about Snapchat. Is this still a thing? I think so. It yeah. is in That's some the old places, me talking. Yes. Is this real? <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it's still a thing. Um, and I don't know. I used to have this fear of missing out, the famous FOMO. I used to have this. Um, but then I realized some social medias were not for me, like Twitter. I've, I, I could never understand how, 
how Twitter really work, worked and um, I realized that it was just not for me. So I, I get in touch with everything that's happening there on other places because, you know, all those they overlap in a way everywhere. nowadays, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. If I didn't see on Twitter, I'm seeing on Instagram or on Facebook or maybe a friend of mine just you know, told me face to face what's happening. Do you think older generations have different preferences when it comes to social media? Which which one do you think the older generations prefer and which one do you think Facebook. younger generations prefer? Well, I would have Facebook. to say my, my parents, my grandparents, or my, my parents are on Facebook mostly. Yes, I would A say Facebook. A little bit on Instagram, but mostly Facebook for the... For, converse, for conversing with each other, for basically for sending messages and sending pictures to each other, it's it doesn't go much further beyond that. Yeah, I think mom, that's the one they're most comfortable with. Yes, my mom loves Facebook just to you know um, share, not share, but get in touch with new recipes because she loves trying new things uh, when cooking. So that's it, and saying happy birthday to people as well. <laughs> okay, see the belated birthday messages that I have to answer. Yeah, my parents probably. do have an Instagram account. I created an Instagram account for them uh, during the pandemic so they could have access to all the lives that were going on. But there nice. is there are zero pictures, zero posts. It's just for them to have access to what's posted there. And nowadays, every time I come across uh, uh, an interesting recipe or something, I can sell the, the video to my mom via WhatsApp because this is my parents' favorite social medium. It's WhatsApp. Their lives are, are on WhatsApp, and they are the only people I know that check the status posts on WhatsApp. Oh, wow. Because this is actually, you know, a way to interact with your followers on WhatsApp, and I never consider that a social medium, but they do. Because every now and then my dad comes to me and said, your husband posted something on WhatsApp, is everything okay? Was like, Can people actually post something on WhatsApp? <laughs> I always forget that, but that's how my parents get, you know, updated on what's going on with people's lives. So I would say older generations do prefer WhatsApp as their favorite social media if they uh, ignore the others. If they yeah. are high, a little bit more hype, they are involved on Facebook. And that's why our students look at us and say, oh, teacher, Facebook, that's so old. And some of them don't even know what Facebook is. Which is even sadder, youngest, right? Yeah. Yeah, they have Instagram, but they don't know what Facebook is. Do you think they are already considering Instagram something old? Yeah, I would I would say so. I would say so. And also, I think the way Instagram has positioned itself uh, mm -hmm. as more of a, a tool for selling things, for propaganda, for commercials, rather than a true social media network, um, I think sort of lends itself to having an older perception, right? Perception okay. for older people. A more mature usage, yeah. let's say. So yeah. where are they now? TikTok, Snapchat? TikTok. My eight, nine, yeah, eight, nine. Yeah, TikTok. All right. But the ones with like 11, 12 years old, they, they, they're still on Instagram. They love Instagram, 
but the youngest they 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 are on TikTok, and part of my uh, learners are also on YouTube because they love watching you know gameplay um, and lives and videos about soccer and video games and then soccer again so lots and i feel confused or not confused surprised because i'm a huge fan of youtube i watch it a lot youtube um, you about youtube yeah yeah it's i think it's my top one favorite social media but i feel surprised that my learners my 10 year old students still love face uh, still love youtube and watch lots of things there as well so it's nice that sometimes we converge, can I say that? Converge mm -hmm. our taste in social media as well. I, I think just to wrap it up, uh, I, I want to focus on Instagram because I think this is something that we all have in common, not yes. only between, uh, between the three of us, but with our, most of our students and probably most of the listeners. But I do you notice um, differences in the way we use Instagram according to ages? The way we post, the way we use, the way yes. we, we organize followers, things like that, or the things we follow. I would have to say that from, from my perspective, I, I don't really post a lot. I don't really expose myself a lot. And I think that younger generations, correct me if you think I'm wrong here, but they might be more influenced by influencer, influencer culture. Mm -hmm. They yes. follow people who they, fire, who they find aspirational. And I don't necessarily do that, I think, as an older user of Instagram. Um, I use it mainly to follow people who I'm close with and, and news. What do you well, think you thought? I'm 50-50 to be honest. I follow people that I'm, you know, uh, that I know, people that I want to keep contact with. But part of my Instagram is to follow people I admire, um, people that I look up to, or even to get inspired when it comes to makeup, fashion, cooking, you know. Um, so I think my Instagram is divided 50-50. And share... celebrities, right, Vitaria? And cele yeah, celebrities because Which I love Which celebrities do you follow, Vitaria? I'm curious now. Uh, I follow Mariska Hargitay. She's my top one fav favorite on celebrity. As from SVU. I also follow Viola Davis, of mm -hmm. course. I love her. Uh, the royal family, all of their social media. I love knowing what's happening to them. And Very I think they're, they're my top three. <laughs> Yes. And I think this is a great example of how we can, in a way, uh, represent different generations because I'm a half Vitor and half Steven here. Because <laughs> nice. I do follow a lot of news uh, channels, but I also follow people that inspire me and I also follow a lot of my friends. Uh, but something that always calls my attention is because uh, this is one of the few channels I do have that I can share with some of my students, uh, if they're interested, of course. And um, I do have a closed account, so it's not something open to the public. But uh, when I notice what they're posting, people that are younger than me, they usually post things on stories only. They don't have a feed yes. uh, uh, production that is quite prolific, let's say. But we have a lot of stories sometimes, but zero things on their feeds. 
And I keep wondering, like, what are they trying to hide? Or is this something like a liquid society in the way that they don't want to remember things or they just don't want people to know what they're doing forever? It's, it's an interesting thing, but we can discuss this another day. I heard an interesting expression, Camila, that's sort of coming up now. People are saying, is this photo feed worthy or not? Wow, so that's People are actually great. debating pictures that they take, whether it's a story or a feed worthy. And sometimes people, people actually put this on their captions, right? From stories to feed, because yeah. they think it's feed worthy. See, I learned something new today. That's I'm nice. living and learning always. <laughs> it's great. I loved it. Now it's time for How Do You Say, the part of our show in which we ask each other vocabulary questions related to the conversation we have just had. Uh, Vitoria, you mentioned something like, it's still a thing when you talked about Snapchat. What does it mean? It means that Snapchat is still very famous and many people still use it. So it's still a thing, it's still famous, it's still well known by people. Thank you. So, Stephen, you mentioned something about uh, older audience and how it lends itself to. Can you tell us what does that mean? Yeah, I was talking about Instagram and how it lends itself to an older audience. This means that it is suited for an older audience. Great. More appropriate for an older audience, perhaps. Yes. And Camila, you said catch up with the news. What does that mean, catch up with something? Well, when you catch up with something, you try to do things or finish activities that you didn't have time to do before, okay? So, for example, if you are finishing homework that you didn't have time to do earlier, you are catching up with your homework. So, when you are, uh, when I mentioned before, I was saying catching up with the news, I was trying to follow the news I didn't have time to read earlier, something like that. Oh, thank yeah. you. Very good. So now you can listen to this episode again to try to spot all of these terms throughout our conversation. This is Our Voices, where your voice matters just as much as ours. At Cultura Inglesa, we believe in creating a community where everyone's thoughts and opinions are valued which is why we're thrilled to introduce speeches from the 8th edition of Your Voice, our public speaking contest, into our show. Last year's theme was We Expect Too Much From Our Heroes, and this week we will listen to Frederico Paschini. Hi guys, Frederico Paschini here. Today we are talking about traveling alone and some expectations. We do have about it. Have you been alone by yourself one day in your life? How does it change your life? It's truly that we have a lot of expectations. We are aside people that have been alone in, in life, but it's truly open your eyes. Imagine if you are in a different country, in a different place, sharing a different point of view that's 
why I talked about, about traveling alone. And in my, I pointed some issues you have to deal with. Yes, you have to deal with people unknown that you never saw in your life. But during a period of time, we will have, you will have to trust on them because you can face yourself totally lost when you are solo traveler and you will have to trust in somebody else. And that's uh, a moment in your life that you can find comfort in other people. You can trust, you can uh, find humanity is going to a right place in the future. And I had this moment and I was interviewed in United States border um, uh, immigration. They want to see what was my traveling status. And I will, I was revealed at the borderline. So I had to talk the truth that I had family and I had work in Brazil and to in, in order to them to trust in my words. It's not easy, but there is even some videos posted in uh, American border site. And you have to talk the truth. You have to talk, oh, my friend, I have an appointment with my son, with my family, and I will be in this city by myself, and I want to travel, I want to visit your country. There's no hiding agenda to telling the truth. So you have always to be self-confidence. You have to rely on yourself. You have to put your, yourself first. You have to be um, personal fulfillment also. It's very important. It opened my eyes. Today, I look after personal fulfillment. That's why I study English, because I want to be uh, part of global... Uh, um, information. I want to see the world with uh, global eyes. And uh, there's no hiding agenda to be yourself. Just be yourself and um, you will find the way you, are, you, you can succeed in your life. Thank you very much. A beautiful speech indeed. Would you like to be part of your voice? So stay tuned to Cultura Inglesa podcast and we will let you know when this year's edition submissions begin. Well, this was simply great. Let us know how you notice the different generations on social media by leaving us your impressions on our social media. Follow us on Instagram and tag us at, at Cultura Inglesa Oficial, okay? Thank you very much, Steven and Vitória, for being here. Thank you, Ka. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Camila. And thank you, everyone, for being with us. Keep listening to Cultura Inglesa podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.
Thank you for listening and stay tuned for new chapters of the Kulturinglese podcast. <laughs>